From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, we have been uh, kind of did a few shows around infrastructure for a little while, and we need to kind of get back to our roots, get back to some of the new technologies, uh, some of the things going on in the cloud, and, and most importantly, you know, talking to people that are doing very cool things with with some of the new technologies. And so, um, you know, as a lot of folks know, we we like to partner with the folks at O'Reilly, the people that put on the Velocity Conference. Uh, we get a chance to talk to a lot of the people that are speaking at that conference, and uh, O'Reilly does an awesome job of of vetting out people, of finding good speakers, of finding people that are that are doers and doing cool things. So, very very excited tonight to have Bridget Lane, who is one of the software developers at Gannett and USA Today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the experiences she's had in helping to, to reshape how USA Today is uh, is making a better product. So, Bridget, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Also, it's Gannett. I know I did the same thing in my interview, but oh. just a little correction. Apologies to the Gannett folks. We will, uh, we will correct that for the rest of the show. First off, thanks for being on. Um, Tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background, um, some of the things that you've been working on in terms of, you know, not just the technology, but also kind of how it relates to, to the business problems that you're trying to solve. Yeah, for sure. So Gannett is a really awesome company to work for. I worked there three years. I was an intern for one year and I've been full time for two. Um, Gannett as a whole owns about 130 or so news media properties. It's not just USA Today. It's a whole local news network. And I'm really, really passionate about the content that we deliver. I think that we deliver really great organic content and we've run some really impactful stories over the years. Um, What I do particularly is I am on a team called Developer Solutions inside of our, our platform team. And what that means is that I make tools that make developers' lives easier. So that's kind of like a broad statement. But when you're thinking about that, it's stuff like CDN, you know, how, how does your CDN become like an actual layer in your application so that your life is easier or applications that help you APIs that help you deploy things or tag things or generate release notes. Everything that I do is geared towards making developer lives easier inside of the organization. And that comes down to a lot of communication, you know, talking to other developers, making sure that you're in tune with what people in the organization are doing. And on a broader sense, you know, really focusing on the goals that Gannett has for our journalism and for what we want to do with the future of USA Today. So it's a very interesting job and it's an interesting place to be in. And I work with uh, a lot of a lot of cool hands on tech because of that job. But that is kind of the goal of it. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. So you know, given given the things that you work on, um, you know, you're you're trying to make things better for developers. You're a software developer yourself. Some of it is tooling. Some of it is platforms. Like, do you just at a at a at a real simple level, like like job title? Do you gravitate towards software engineer or SRE or DevOps? I mean, just or do you care? You know, you get a chance to work on a lot of things. Do you care uh, what what the title is, or um, does that help in terms of the organization knowing what you do? Yeah, so this is actually kind of funny to me because I remember my boss joking one time and saying, you know, he just writes down whatever fits for us in terms of job title. 
And Gannett is a very laid back company. It's it's very nice to work at. Like we're we're high intensity because we're delivering news and we're constantly delivering new things. And that is very high intensity. But as far as culture, we do have a bit of a relaxed culture. And that plays into the job title also. So I tend to tell people software developer because a lot of people that I talk to, that's a title they're familiar with and they wouldn't be familiar with DevOps or SRE or anything like that. And we actually do have a dedicated SRE team. So I wouldn't particularly call myself SRE, but I do think that you get to do a lot of different things. I think that it's very flexible. Infrastructure engineer is probably the best description of what I am or what I do but people don't tend to know what that is. So I kind of just roll with software engineer most of the time. Yeah, whatever whatever, whatever helps. And some, like you said, sometimes you just have to explain stuff in terminology that people understand. So very cool. Um, so I have to ask, you're, uh, you're a young woman. Um, did you ever, have you ever read like the paper copy of USA Today? <laughs> uh, so I have actually read the paper copy of USA Today. Uh when I was younger, we used to get it when, when I was a child, but I've also read it as an adult because they do have free copies. When you come into the office, there's like a stand with the paper. And we actually did something really interesting on Back to the Future Day. We ran a copy of USA Today with the, in the movie, you actually, there is a USA Today newspaper. Yep. And so the copy is an exact replica of what's in the movie. So I actually have that paper and it's a normal paper on the inside, and I've read it, but I'm definitely much more on the digital side. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're not really a paper company. We're, you know, media-driven, and our whole focus right now is, you know, figuring out how to grow that side of us and driving revenue because that's the future, Yeah, you know, absolutely. digital media. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, you know, I, I joke um, about your age, and I, and, I, and I mean that in the context of I look at um, some of the things that you've been working on, the, the kind of the breadth of things, it's it's CDN systems, it's CI systems, it's you know large scale automation, it's containers. That's that's stuff that um, people are are trying to take. And it takes a long time for them to pick up those things. How have you been able to sort of pick up uh, that sort of breadth of technology? Um, you know, been able to have access to that technology um, at such a young age? Yeah. So I got to start out by saying that I have a really really great team. Uh, we work as a team. It's never a one person thing. It's always a group thing. And that's absolutely a wonderful culture to be in. But as far as growing at a fast pace, I look, I look at myself and I have grown at a very fast pace. And I think that it's a two part thing. So first off, it's, it's the company and the team. And it's giving you the freedom to do new things that you want to do. I, I can't remember a single time over my experience at Gannett that I would have picked up a task that I didn't know how to do and someone would be like, oh, you know, like a senior should do that or something like that. So there's been a lot of freedom and we have an environment that's very encouraging of innovation. You always want to come to the table with new ideas. You always want to have a voice at the table and everyone does, you know, regardless of title. That's why we don't focus on, on the title very much because it's very much about people coming to the table. Everyone has a voice Everyone has an opinion, and that's very important. And the second part of it is just a personal thing. I'm a very driven person. I have goals for myself, and I see, you know, something cool in technology, and I want to do it. So it's a two-part thing. You know, have a team that is very encouraging of innovation and have leaders that are very encouraging of that, and also have a team full of people who genuinely love what they do and are very, very driven to be better at it. Because that's how you, you kind of get into this like mode where, you know, someone else is, is pushing you and then you're pushing them and then you're working off of each other. And before you know it, you have very rapid growth. And this is actually, you know, 
a whole other topic to me. It was a, I talked with one of my friends at Fastly about, you know, doing a talk on this, on how do you, how do you foster like a culture of curiosity where people are really excited to come into work and to learn and to grow because I have accelerated at a very quick pace, but it's a two part thing. It's personal and it's the company for sure. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's, I think that's great insight. I think we've, we've always said on this show, that's going to be one of the things that is going to, is going to make people successful. You've got to be, you've got to be curious. You've got to, you know, want to be around people that, that do things well. Those people tend to drive you to, to, you know, raise your game, to kind of be encouraged to go try new things when, uh, you know, when you're not ready for, you know, maybe you're not, you're unprepared for it or you're, you're scared to do it. So that's, it's, it's great to hear not just, uh, kind of a, of the personal side of, of driving yourself, but knowing that you've got a team around you that's um, you know going to help you, going to help you learn, going to be there when you fail and pick you up and all those things. So that's uh, that is very very encouraging to hear. Let's talk a yeah. little bit about. Oh, oh, go ahead. I I just also wanted to say if if you were to look at it three years ago when I started at Gannett as an intern, I didn't even know what a load balancer was. Like that's how deep of a, you know, that's how much I had to learn in three years is you come on knowing absolutely nothing and to a point where I'm going to be talking at not one, but two velocity conferences in the beginning of October and in the beginning of November. So it's, it's very quick growth, but it's, it's very self-driven growth. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Let's talk a little bit about, um, what you're going to talk about at velocity. Um, a lot of the, the focus of the talk is really talking about the last three years, how, um, your group, uh, the groups around you sort of went from from being, you know, not unlike a lot of companies, fairly siloed, whether it's in organization or in technology, and and how you've gone through a process over the last two and a half, three years, um, you know, to realize the, the market's changed, the needs of your customers have changed, um, you know, and, and how you went about transforming both the technology stack to get there and, and also the, the culture. So walk us through a little bit of, of kind of what those last few years have been like. Yeah, so I joined three years ago, and it really extends about four years. It, it started a little bit before me, but it, you know, I think every company builds silos. I think that that just happens as yep. you grow and as you mature as a company. They're going to happen, and you have to have a way to deal with those. And that's what we've done over the past couple of years is we've dealt with them. And it's it's two pronged. It's culture and it's technology. So as far as culture. I feel like there's absolutely a tendency to when something doesn't work, be like, oh, this team did this thing and, you know, it's it's bad or it's hard to use. And you have to foster a place where you can communicate openly with each other. And instead of talking to like your team and being like, oh, this product sucks, you know, you have to go back to the other team and give them constructive criticism. Tell them what they did wrong. And this is the thing that I'm always harping on. It's like, if you, if you like a product that I make, or if you like me as a person, the way to express that is through constructive criticism. It's not through, you know, oh, that was great, or oh, that was bad. You know, it's coming back to the table with thoughts, ideas, how can we make this better? So part of it is fostering open communication. And the way that we kind of started to break down walls so that we could have much more of that constructive communication and talking between teams is by trying and iterating and trying new ways of doing things. So one of those things that we implemented was blameless postmortems, you know, and this is something that a lot of large companies have talked about, but it's something that's very important, not only for 
within our team, but talking to other teams about issues that happen. You know, it's it's very easy, especially as, you know, the platform team, we're kind of, you don't see us until there's a problem, right? So it's like, oh, something went down. It's been down like twice this month. The platform team sucks. You know, no, you have a blameless postmortem. You talk to people, you tell them what happened so that they understand. And that's how you kind of start to foster that positive communication. We also kind of started sharing between teams a lot more. So we have when when we kind of created one or two teams within platform engineering to write Go code, we started to have biweekly Go meetups. And those are just a great place for people from all over the org, from multiple different teams to come and share what they're doing and share the different things that they've found in Go and everyone's learning and everyone's talking and talking, talking, talking. Like it's it's so important to talk to people at your company. That's absolutely critical to breaking down silos is to talk to people. So we also do, we do demos, you know, we do demos of the stuff that we're doing. We do them on a team level and on a larger company level. And those have also helped us start to talk more, you know? Yeah, no. And I, and I think, I think you highlight a really important thing there is, you know, and I think they, they kind of go hand in hand. You said, as you're getting feedback from people that you work with, so you, you build tools, you, you're working on projects. You don't just want uh, red, yellow, green feedback. You don't want that was great or that was bad. You want feedback that that generates a conversation, so that not only you know are you understanding what they want, you you're getting you know more richness of of kind of understanding, but you're building a relationship so that when you have to go to a postmortem, uh, blameless postmortem, you have to deal with a failure. You've already sort of established that with people. You understand that they're trying to do the best they can. Situations happen or. You just know that person. You know what their body language means. You know what their tone and and I think that's something that that isn't thought about enough. Um, that you you can't just say we want to do a, you know blameless postmortems because it's cool. You you have to have established a lot of relationships before that new model is going to take hold. Yeah, it's so important. And you know, people, especially in the tech industry, I think it's a very common thought. Like, oh, I'm in tech. I don't have to communicate. I'm just going to sit behind a um, computer screen all day. And that's so wrong because the product that I make supports a product that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about the success of USA Today. That's something that I care about. And even if my team were to make a mistake or to fail tomorrow, when my colleagues know that I'm passionate about something and I'm trying, and this is where, you know, we failed as a team, that makes a huge difference. It makes a world of difference than, you know, they just get an email like, oh, this was down. Sorry, the end. It it has to come from a place of of heart because you really care about what you're working with. And it has to come from a place of, you know, I really, I really do want to have that open communication with other people across the organization. I don't just want to talk to people on my team. I want to talk to people from every angle in this org. I want to talk to anyone who was impacted by anything that happened at any point in time. And that also starts with management. You know, management has got to be the first person to step up and open up that conversation. It's not going to happen just from your subordinates. It's got to be something that's constantly encouraged from management. So constructive criticism, very, very important. Um, Absolutely. Not just red, yellow, green. Not just like, oh, good or bad. Tell me what I can do better. Even if you think that I did perfect, even if you think that it was great, I'm a very competitive person. I know that nothing's ever perfect. 
I know that someone out there is always going to do something better than I can do it. That's like my life motto, right? So give me the feedback to make what I do better. And then we can, you know, branch off of that. And what we wound up doing was actually creating a couple teams within platform who, whose life is to reach out to those devs and talk to those devs and to make their lives easier, right? That's a huge part of my team, developer solutions. So once you start to open up that communication, to talk to people, to really push positive communication, that's when you can start to really see your team grow and the rest of the organization grow with it. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I, you know, it, it brings me back to this thing I, I say all the time, which is, you know, most of the things you need to do in order to, you know, be successful from a culture level to potentially change your culture. Like you learned all those things in elementary school, you know, play nice with others, share, communicate, make friends. You know, those are everything you talked about is, is hard to do in companies because culture gets ingrained. But at the same time, everybody's totally capable of this. This is not stuff that you need to go back to school for, that you need to, you know, you, you need to learn something. You're like people know how to do this stuff, but it's like you said, you have to, you have to be willing to do it. Um, it's hard work to do it. It means you got to get out of your chair. Sometimes it means you got to go to lunch with people. I, I like it. I like, I like that you're, you're able to just relate that to what you guys do every day. Um, yeah. let, let's transition to that a little bit. Let's talk about, you know, we're all media addicted. We get up in the morning, we look at Twitter, we look at our news feeds, we, you know, whether it's social media or news or whatever, like we're kind of hooked into that. That means that the people that produce the news, the people that, that distribute it and so forth, you guys have a a challenging job. We want stuff all the time. Talk about what a, a day in the life for you is, or a week in the life of, you know, being in an environment that's, you know, got, deadlines that are probably all over the place because um, news is no longer just driven by, you know, we talked about showing up on the newspaper. It's all the time. But but what's what's your world look like? Yeah, so it is wonderful working for a media company. One thing I will say is that I don't feel like any day is ever the same, partially because of that environment. You know, it's it's always constantly changing because things will happen in media. And one thing that I've said, I've, I've said this in talks in the past, but most of the time, those big spikes in traffic are not going to be predictable events. They're just going to be events that happen. They're just there. Like something probably negative happened somewhere in the world. And it's very rare that you have an event like elections where you're like, okay, we know that a spike in traffic is going to come. We can prepare for it. So part of being on platform is constantly iterating to try and make really reliable systems and to know that you can handle an influx of load like that, because it's just going to happen. Eventually something's going to happen in the world and people are going to, you know, run to usatoday.com or wherever they get their news from and news companies are going to get a huge spike in traffic. So it's never the same. I do tend to work just a regular nine to five job unless something is going on, right? Unless there's some sort of error. So it's, you have to be on call I feel like everyone at the company is constantly on call. You know, it's, it's definitely a shared responsibility among people. You have to have that open communication. So if someone's on call, something happens, they can escalate to someone else who's on call, like my team for help. And like, I can, you know, tap whoever it is that they need, need to talk to. So you're constantly on call and things just blow up. Like things happen and you have to stay after and work on those things. But normally, it's just nine to five, you come in, there are meetings, there's some new things 
that are going on, some new technology we want to try, some new thing that we want to iterate on. Like it's, it's just constant, constant change. And I think that's even like a company motto on some level. Like the only constant is change. I'm probably misquoting that company motto. But we're, we're constantly iterating and changing what we're doing, both in the newsroom and in our, in our tech stack. I can't remember a time where I've had a solid two months without, you know, a new team cropping up or a mini reorg happening or a new piece of technology being introduced. Like that just doesn't happen. There's always something new that's happening because it's very competitive and we want to be the best. And we want to take this amazing content that we have and deliver it to users in the best way possible. So there's always something very interesting going on. Sometimes you have to find it. Sometimes it finds you. But I live for the rush. I loved elections last year. I'll probably love it again this year, which is ridiculous because we work crazy hours during elections. But I find that kind of stuff to be really fun. So I live for it. I think it's great. Nice. Nice. Um, And I'll ask this not in any way to to throw your teammates under the bus or or your group under the bus. But, you know, throughout that transformation, um, obviously things change. Um, Not every change goes well. You you know, you learn things along the way. What What are maybe some things that you know, throughout this, this process didn't go that well, or things that, you know, if you were talking to somebody that's like, Hey, you know, Bridget, we're just starting this thing. What should we avoid? Um, what, what might be those scars and scabs and, and things, mistakes that you might, uh, you know, give people to look out for. So maybe they have a chance to avoid them. Yeah. So I think the most important thing there is not being shy of POCing things and just doing like a proof of concept. And if there was any, ever anything that we did wrong, it was, you know, not doing that enough or, or being afraid to iterate, being afraid to try something new. That's how you fall behind in technology, right? So you want to make sure that you're always trying something new, that you're always doing POCs. And one thing that I've learned over the past couple of years is that you should try things again because hilariously, there have been a couple of different technologies where we've tried them and we've been like, okay, this is not great. And then a year later, other people in the industry are using them and they've gotten a lot better. So part of it is not being afraid of saying, okay, I was wrong or the product wasn't super great and we've got to look back at it and try it again, not being afraid of adapting and changing um, and really, really pushing that on the rest of your org, you know, change, constantly change. Like, I know you just migrated to this thing, but here's this, this better thing and we should try this out and we should check if it's going to be better because you're saving yourself technical debt in the long run or the slow, painful speed of like, if you're falling behind, you're losing speed because like with Kubernetes, say someone switches to Kubernetes and you're still on AWS instances and you need to fail over, you need to spin up new instances of an application, it's going to be a lot faster on Kubernetes. So even though you spend a lot of time maybe migrating or doing that thing, it will pay off in the long run. So not being afraid to do that and also making sure that your people feel like they can talk to you. And I think that this is a pain point for sure. It's something that we're good at now. It's not something we've always been amazing at, but you're, you're only as strong as your people and your people are only as strong as you make them. It's, it's very much a one-to-one process where you are reliant on each other. 
um, you have to talk to them. You have to make them feel like they can talk to you. You have to make sure that they're in a good environment because that's when engineers come to you and they're like, hey, there's this really cool piece of technology I want to try or, hey, there's this thing that I want to do. And if you're just putting them in a place where they feel silenced all the time, you're going to lose that. And that would be really, really bad for you. So talk to people. Make sure that your people feel like they can talk to you. Don't be shy of trying new technologies and don't be afraid to try technologies again. And those are definitely areas that we've gotten stronger at over time, but we had to learn. You know, you have to learn to have this culture of being curious and this culture of trying all this new technology and not being afraid of change. And it's taken a long time for us to get there, but it's absolutely worth it when you do. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. One last question for you. Um, like you said, you know, we, we talked earlier before the show started. This is the first time you've done a podcast. Um, you're speaking at Velocity uh, a couple of times here coming up. Um, you know, and three years ago, like you said, you were an intern. Uh, for anybody who's, you know, roughly your age, you know, a few years into the industry, um, and they're looking to, to set some goals or, you know, trying to say like, hey, how do I how do I do that? How do I not only, you know, be in a good environment, be learning new things, but also maybe if they want to have the opportunity to go speak at a conference or maybe it's something smaller like a meetup, what advice do you give them? How do you, how do you build up the courage? How do you, you know, think about what, what you want to present and, um, and then balance that with the stuff you have to do at work? So just do it. That, that would be my response, you know, to rip off Nike a little bit, but you just have to do it. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard like, oh, I want to get better at speaking or I want to talk at conferences. I started locally. You know, I went to local talks. I went to local meetups. And that's how you learn. That's how you grow. If I look at the first talk I ever gave, I've grown a lot. If I look at that compared to like my last talk that I just did, uh, there's a huge amount of growth. So what I would recommend is take a look at someone that you admire. Maybe it's, you know, your boss or one of your coworkers or someone in the industry that you follow on Twitter, take a look at where they are in their career and ask yourself, what can I do to get there? Not, oh, it'd be nice to be there. Wouldn't it be cool if I could be, you know, X, Y, or Z person and have a career like that? What can you do? Is your job challenging you enough? Are you challenging yourself enough? Have you written a a call, a CFP? Have you written like a submission for a talk? Have you tried to go to a local meetup? You know, like what can you do to get where you want to go? And then don't give up. Just keep doing it. Even if you're not super great at speaking, or maybe you think, you know, you're not the best at writing code, just keep doing it because eventually you're going to get there. So set your mind on something, figure out where you want to be in five years, figure out who you want to be in five years. What do you want to do? And figure out the steps to get there. Don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to fail. I will always, always say, if I see someone trying, that's what's important. It's the fact that you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to do something, whether that's becoming a great engineer or whether that is speaking at a talk. You know, put the effort in. And that is always so much better than just not trying because maybe you're a little bit scared. Maybe you think you're not going to be super great at it. People love people who are enthusiastic and passionate about what they do. So just go out there, be passionate, figure out what you're passionate about, and don't stop until you get to wherever it is you want to go. I like it. I like it. Very good. Very good. Listen, um, you know, folks, 
one of the things I, I thought I was going to talk about more tonight was we were going to dive into some of the technology and so forth. I'm kind of glad we didn't. I'm glad we spent a lot more of the time just on uh, you know personalities, on culture change, on on you know how to improve the work environment. Uh, Bridget, thank you so much for kind of opening up to us, giving us some insight into what you know what you're working on, how you've been able to grow, um, folks. As I mentioned early on. Uh, O'Reilly finds really smart people. I think people tend to gravitate towards the events. Um, you know, Bridget, your personality tonight has been has been great. It's been infectious. Um, you know, I, I took away from this, you know, exactly what you said. You know, even if even if your skills aren't where you want them to be, bring your personality, bring your passion, bring your bring the right attitude to things. Um, a lot of good things will happen. Uh, I know we get a lot of folks who run events and are looking for people all the time, um, reach out to Bridget. She, she is great. Uh, the personality will make your events better. Um, her technology, you know, background will make the events better. This wasn't intended to be kind of a, a commercial endorsement, but, uh, <laughs> you are, you are very, very impressive. I, I'm for what you work on for the, you know, the velocity of the things you work on. Um, very excited to see what you've been working on. And, and given that we are moving into, a whole bunch of new sports seasons. We're moving into political season, all the new TV and movies that come out. You're going to be very, very busy come this fall. So the best of luck to not only speaking at Velocity, but, but you know, keeping keeping USA Today up and running so that we can uh, we can get our news, get our stories uh, exactly when we want them. So um, with that, Bridget, if anybody wants to reach out to you or kind of uh, pick your brain or find things you're working on, what's a good way for them to maybe uh, get in touch with you? So you can reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter is Bridget Nom Nom, like eating food because I like to eat food. It's B-R-I-D-G-E-T-N-O-M-N-O-M. So I would say just reach out to me there um, and I can give you my email or something like that and we can chat. But don't be shy. Um, I'll check if my DMs are open and if they're not, I'll I'll make them open. So absolutely reach out to me. And thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. You bet. So uh, for Bridget, uh, for the good folks at Gannett, who I apologize for butchering their name at USA Today, uh, thanks for listening this week, folks. And as always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.